Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This episode of Bend the Knee is brought to you by Lord Hunter the Foulmouthed of River Run, whose words are, Our hate fire burns bright. Hello and welcome to Bend the Knee, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast. I am Sir Matt, the Bud Knight. And I am Sir Ezra the Watchful. Welcome to our Song of Ice and Fire book club. Uh, today we're into chapter 24, uh, Bran 4 of A Game of Thrones. And in the world of Ice and Fire, we are discussing Makar Targaryen, first of his name, King of the Andals, End of the First Men, Lord of the Seven Kingdoms, and Protector of the Realm. It's true. I just kind of feel like you need to say the whole You do. The whole shit. He chose a new crown. We'll get to it. He did, actually. That's about all we know about him, actually. Uh, we'll get to that, too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, not much for, for him. But uh, k- kind of neat. Um, uh, we would we like to mention at the top of the show, our uh, email address is btkcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can send us a, um, a raven every Friday. We uh, will follow up from this episode with just theories and thoughts and what have you. So please send us a raven. Uh, we also have our phone number, which is 614-547-2350, and that is our Werewood Network. Mm-hmm. Hit that up and uh, might get it played on the show. Is it Werewood or Weirdwood? Whatever it is. Yep. It's Weirdwood. That's what it is. It is weird. So, uh, all right, let's go ahead and head on over to the small council. Um, I'll go ahead and say first, uh, no show news. This week I've been looking right. for some Game of Thrones, Song of Ice and Fire news. Not a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say, just in kind of our updates on life, I believe that uh, Premier League soccer started today. It did. And Sir Ezra and I have been going back and forth for weeks, tossing around some uh, who we should pick. You guys have been sending us, letting us know. Yeah. And uh, We made a decision. You just, you just changed it on the dock. I did, you, but you, yeah. you literally right now just, just <laughs> no, made I just typed it in there. Yep, I was all ready to say one thing, and now you changed it. Real, yeah. I'm. I'm just gonna have to. You know, you'll see here in a second. Yeah, so. oh, you may change it again. I might change it. I might. Not. All right. So yeah, real quick. We uh, we mentioned it way back. Uh, we were just like, yeah, we were watching the World Cup. We should get into soccer, or as they call it over there, football. Yeah. Um. And uh, yeah, you know, we had some, we had some suggestions. Lady Jade said we I should I should consider Manchester United. Avoid Arsenal, who was actually my original. Just oh yeah, maybe I'll go with Arsenal. Right. Uh, Sir Robbie of Newcastle suggested some things. Had some people. He, he suggested Newcastle. Yeah. United. Yep. So <laughs> and uh, some people suggested West Ham, and we were kind of looking at Everton. And yeah. uh, it, it's people are pretty. I, we're we're. I think Lord Adam Parker's going with Manchester United. He messaged me today. He said, "Yeah." He said, "You going with one yet?" I'm like, "Well, I'm going to record it." Right, yeah. I think yeah. he's going to Manchester United. I think he's doing the same thing. I don't okay. want to get into it. Yeah, Getting yeah. In, and he might sh- just because they're easy and fun. Uh, well, here it's it is for fun. So please know we're not trying to isolate any you know yeah. one group of uh, 
fans are. Uh, and this you know, is subject to it, for me. I feel there, like but... it's, I feel like it's kind of subject to change. After one season, once I get to know everybody a little bit more, yeah. Once we really pay attention to it, yeah. Because yeah. Uh, when I when I picked my favorite, so when I decided I wanted to get into basketball, mm-hmm. um, I was like, all right, I just randomly this was like 2006 2007 i'd always i've always just watched nfl right and so i was like okay i really want to pick i want to get into basketball so i was just like looking at all the teams i was like you know who should i pick i picked the rockets houston rockets because i was yeah. like oh they have, don't they have like yao ming kind of cool yeah watched them for one whole season and then i moved to portland and so i was like well i might as well just support the blazers i've been a blazer fan 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 sense yeah sense yeah um and then of course well i kind of like there's a few players i like so you know wherever lebron goes because i'm from ohio yeah that's where i'm supporting well he's the king he's the king he's the king you you have to support the king so right now i am also kind of a uh, somewhat lakers fan just because that's where he is had he gone to the smack sacramento kings i'd watch their games yeah yeah we support the king yeah we support i support the king um so yeah so so my team i guess there's a team i have in my head but it, it could change after once i get to follow it Gotcha. Yeah. Well, that's. I think that's kind of fair. You know, we will get f- familiar with the players and things. If you're like a favorite player and right. stuff like that. So, you know, back in the day, I mentioned I, I followed Chelsea, Frank yeah. Lampard. You know, all those Just all those guys. Jose. Yeah. Mayorino, Drogba. Coach, yeah. Drogba, yeah. Drogba. Yeah. So. Cal Drogo. I yeah. Mean. Same thing. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, um, I think in in picking today, you know. I was looking for – we were doing all sorts of things. You were looking up, like, comparisons to NFL teams, NBA right. teams, all this stuff. And I looked at them on a map because I like to see where they're all kind of at, you know. And uh, I think I decided to go with West Ham. Yeah. So okay, <laughs> I've yeah. said it. I, it's hey, been there you said, go. You've, so. you've picked them. Yeah, so, so I was – Even though they got killed today. Yeah. But what am I going to do? What, so they're, they're red and gold, right, is their colors? Yeah, they're they like kind hammers, of like a maroon. Two hammers. Yeah. Based like on a hammer London. and sickle or – I don't really know exactly. Got to find Did out. Did you look at their logo? Well, it is a hammer for sure. They've got yeah. like a, yeah. I don't know what, I don't know. So I know that uh, you said Kira Knightley uh, supports, supports yeah. them. So yeah. now yeah, I almost. That's good enough for me. Yeah. I almost went with Arsenal just because I found out Daisy Ridley is a big fan. Yeah. So I was like, well, clearly I got to go with Arsenal, but uh, yeah. I'll follow them from afar. And when I, when I interact with her, yeah. we can have something to talk about. Yeah. You know. So, yeah. So for me. I was looking at all sorts of things today. I was looking at, like, what is the NFL equipment? I was like, who's, like, the Oakland Raiders, like, the Detroit Pistons? Like, physical team, kind of older team. And yeah. I came across a team called Crystal Palace. It's crazy. I mean, they're called Crystal Palace. Yeah. How could I not choose them? That's pretty cool, actually. It's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. But I think I'm going to go with Manchester United. Wow. <laughs> well, there's a lot of reasons. And I I, I wanted to go. I didn't. I was. Oh I specifically didn't want to pick them because they're like, you know, the best and all that stuff. But I was like, you know, I have like a, a friend who lives like over there. And it's like if I would ever go. That's probably like what I would go see. Yeah, yeah. And they do. They did have David Beckham, who is married to a Spice Girl, so that's cool. That's pretty. Yeah, uh huh. That that that's pretty cool. And um, I know their 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 song right from the movie Euro Trip. Oh my! My gosh. baby takes the morning train. She oh. works from nine to five, and then you know she get. <laughs> I, I love that song. Yeah. So uh-huh. I I already know their song, so I'm good. So if I ever find myself, you know, in a Manchester United bar over there then i can i'm good to go wow that is... i watched another movie with elijah wood where they're like gangs fighting over and they're like what yeah, colors well, wear and i yeah. don't i don't want to get murdered so no, i figure if i wear no. manchester united in england i'll be safe yeah yeah 
Yeah, that was a pretty. What was that movie called, man? That I was a know, good man. movie. Gosh, it was. It was. I just wild. remember this part where they like they, like opened his mouth and like put this credit card in his mouth and was like punching. Was like, Ugh. it was like, oh, was yeah. Yes, yeah. I mean, I watched Game of Thrones and that like still is like I don't ever want to watch that movie ever again. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look up some cool facts here for uh, West Ham eventually. I, I don't really have anything pulled up right now, but uh, I'm really gonna get into them. You know, I might, I might buy a jersey and just go yeah. nuts. I think. So. Yeah, I feel like Manchester United is like the Targaryens of Yeah. <laughs> You're just giving me this look. <laughs> I mean maybe they are. I don't know. I don't know. I, I thought they were more like the uh the Lannisters. That's true, yeah. But I don't know. No, Chelsea's the Lannisters, isn't it the Lion? Yeah, that doesn't mean that so. It's more like a Checky Lion, you know? It's one, uh, of, the, whoa. one of the offshoot, you know yeah. houses. Um oh, so anyways, yeah. That's that's our small council for the day. Just trying to pick our teams, getting settled into. Uh, we're going to we're going to have to follow them week <gasps> by week. Their you know? manager is Jose Mayorena, I know. the chosen one. Yeah, oh, now I'm glad. That's yeah. sweet. That's crazy, actually. Yeah. You. All right. Well, uh, anything else for uh, council? Nope. Nope. We're good. Yeah. Okay. All right, friends. Then let's head over to the uh, Maester's study. Uh, this week we are uh, we're talking about maker. The first of his name, and uh, he's, he is actually, just for reference here, uh, we talk about the Duncan Egg series quite a bit. He is Egg's father. He is. So, but he's not king mm-mm. in any of the three books, is he? I believe no. Eris, Eris is still king. Yeah, yeah. you've got, it uh, starts off with um, oh, Darren. Darren the Good. Darren and the then, Hedge Knight. And then Aenys takes over because, um, because what happens to Baylor? Ares the first takes over. Oh, is it Ares? Yeah. Aries the first, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, All right. So, uh, yeah, King Maker. Um, guys, his chapter is so is actually really short. So I might read most of it, and um, actually, almost literally, there's like one paragraph about him, and then the rest is just about uh, the fact what who what's going to happen with his heirs. Mm-hmm. Yep. So uh, Maker the first was an energetic king and warrior of note, but a harsh man, quick to judge and condemn. He had never possessed his brother Baylor, that's Baylor Breakspear, uh, who was supposed to be king, but he accidentally killed um, during the uh, trial of seven with Sir Duncan the Tall. Um, he never possessed his brother's gifts and that, uh, that made friends and allies come easily. And after his, brother deaths, his brother's death at his hands, however inadvertent, he became even more stern and unforgiving. Such was his desire to split from the past that he had a new crown made, a warlike crown with black iron points and a band of red gold, since Aegon the Conqueror's crown had been lost after Darren I's death in Dorne. So where's that crown at? It's lost. It's in Dorne. Yeah, it's lost. And I think I, hmm, remember it wasn't explained as to how Blackfire got back. Yeah. So well, we don't know where Blackfire is, yeah. Right. Well, he, it, Blackfire was there, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, so, but it somehow got back, remember? Yeah. We, uh, I think Lord Adam Parker asked that, asked that question, like, how does it get back? We don't really know, we just know that it does. Yeah, and so then perhaps could, the crown could have come back as well, we just don't know. But Yeah, because then, because the, the, Blackfire goes to Egg on the Fourth, hands it to... Um, Blackfire, Damon Blackfire, right? And it's lost, presumably. right? Yeah, yeah, supposedly with bitter steel, it's it's still with yeah. him, but but you know who knows? Yeah. Uh, so anyway, he makes a new crown. Yet Makar ruled in a time of relative peace between two of the Blackfire rebellions. 
and what turmoil there was in his reign was largely sparked by his own sons. The chief issue of Makar's reign was the question of his heirs. He had a number of sons and daughters, but there were those who had reason to doubt their fitness to rule. The eldest, Prince Darren, was known as the Drunken and preferred not to be styled uh, Prince of Summerhall because he found Dragonstone such a gloomy abode. Or preferred to be styled Prince of Summerhall because he found Dragonstone gloomy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Next after him was Prince Arian, known as Bright Flame or Brightfire, a, um, a cruel knight uh, and dabbler in the dark arts. Both of these princes died before their father, though both had issue. Prince Darren had a daughter, Viella, uh, and the, gr- the girl sadly proved simple. Mm-hmm. Arian Brightflame had a son in 232 and was given the ominous name of Magor by his sire, but the Bright Prince himself died that same year after he drank a cup of wildfire, uh, thinking it would transform him into a dragon. Yep. Um, his third son, Aemon, uh, kind of uh, becomes a big deal. Yeah. Um, was a bookish boy who had been sent to the Citadel in his youth and emerged a sworn and chained maester. Youngest of the king's son was Prince Aegon, who had served as a squire to the Hedge Knight, the same Hedge Knight in whose defense Baylor Breakspear died. Whilst a boy, he earned the name Egg. Uh, Darren is a jape and Arian is a fright, but Aegon is more than half a peasant. One court wit um, in his heard was was heard in his remark. King Maker died in the in battle in 233 AC whilst leading his army against a rebellious lord on the Dornish marches. Man, those Targaryens used to stay out of those Dornish marches. Yeah, they really do. Considerable confusion arose to his succession. Rather than risk another dance of the dragons, the king's hand, Blood Raven, elected to call a great council to decide the matter. In 233 AC, hundreds of lords gathered and assembled in the king's in the king's landing. With both of Maker's eldest sons deceased, there were four possible claimants. The Great Council dismissed Prince Darren's sweet but simple-minded daughter, Viella. Only a few spoke up for Arian Brightflame's son, Magor. An infant king would have uh, meant a long, contentious regency, and there were also fears that the boy might have inherited his father's cruelty and madness. Um, so if you don't know, if you read the, uh, the Hedge Knight... That's all how, how it all starts is he is like kicking this girl, Tanzel Too Tall, mm-hmm. who's uh, not too tall for Dunk. That's right. Uh, he says. <laughs> and uh, then Duncan kind of beats the crap out of him. And that starts a trial by seven. And right. Dunk beats the crap out of him again. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep. Then he actually gets exiled to Essos. He does. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just because he's kind of brought some in that whole story. Um disgrace in a sense and he's just kind of a, a loose cannon you know and so i think it's time to kind of you know send him away but i mean at, th- at that point in time um as you said earlier um gosh actually at the very start of it, it is darren the good is still ruling isn't it and then yeah, darren and the good Darius, is still, yeah. and then you have darian the other brother who we, who we mentioned died he actually he's actually dies during the second Duncan Egg book during that spring sickness okay yeah. kills off a yeah. lot of that kills off a lot of people he actually has green dreams Yes, he does. That's uh, why he's always drinking, right? Yeah. Yep. So, um, anyway, um, and then, let's see here. Prince Aegon was the obvious choice, but some lords distrusted him, saying that, again, he was half a peasant. Mm-hmm. Um, even as the Great Council was debating, however, another claimant appeared in King's Landing, none other than Aenys Blackfire, the fifth of the Black Dragon's seven sons. When the Great Council had first been announced, Aenys had written from exile in Tyrosh, putting forth his case 
excuse me, in hopes that the words uh, would win him the Iron Throne. Blood Raven responds him that responds to him, offering him safe conduct. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Air quote there, safe, safe conduct. Yeah, hey, why don't? You, yeah, you should. You should just come. Come on over. Come on over. We're not we'll, gonna hurt you. Not gonna hurt you. Unwisely, Aenys accepted. Yet hardly had he entered the city with the gold cloak seized hold of him and dragged him to the Red Keep, where his head was struck off immediately by Blood Raven. Yeah. Soon thereafter, the prince who was an egg was chosen by the majority of the Great Council. The fourth son of a fourth son, Aegon V, would become widely known as Aegon the Unlikely for having stood out so far of the succession in his youth. Yeah. yeah. So I will say just real quick, you do get a little bit, little bit more of Maker, Maker in the the Hedge Knight book. Yeah. Um, and in that, he is, uh, he's, he's kind of, I would, I would argue he's kind of stern, but fair. He kind of reminds me a yeah. lot of like Stannis. Yeah, he is. Yep. Um, because he has a conversation with Duncan after the tournament's over and he's kind of really regretting that he was the one who accidentally killed his brother. Yeah. Um, he's like, why should, you know, that's when Duncan says there may come a day when the realm needs a hedge knight. Right. Yeah. Cause he's kind of like, why, why is it, why would the gods, you know, spare this hedge knight, you know, and not For his brother. Dragon. Right, yeah. It just didn't make sense to him. And uh, he's, he's actually branded a kinslayer mm-hmm. um, from that day forward. So, you know, his his reign is kind of marred in a sense, uh, in some degree, because he's a kinslayer. He killed his own brother, right. you know, which is, you know, in the eyes of the gods, is not a good thing. Right. So, And then um, um, he does have a conversation, in that same conversation with uh, Sir Duncan, you get to see a little bit more of it in that uh, he says, well, my boy has grown fond of you and wishes to squire for you. When he mm-hmm. could squire for anyone else, right. he wishes to squire for you. And uh, Duncan says, yeah, I'll take him, but I don't want to go be like a master of arms at Summerhall. No. I want to keep roaming you know, as, as a hedge knight. Yep. And that's yep. kind of where that phrase, um, half a peasant, comes in. And then Makar just kind of laughs and like, walks off like you yeah. know but then the next day eggs sta- eggs stand in there so yeah yeah so, and then that's that's so that's really about what more you get out of it yeah and he's got some prowess as a warrior too. um make is a you know he was definitely a boss in that trial by seven mm-hmm. and uh he was a part of the first blackfire rebellion too yeah uh with baylor too so he's yeah he's, he's a good he's a cool king um you know, it's just sort of he he turns a little sour in his old age, and then especially with the loss of his brother. You know, really by the time he becomes king, I mean he's really kind of put out. I think I, I, you know, um, you you kind of forget that he you actually have a, uh, his brother before him. Um, I should keep mixing up Ares. Yeah. Um, you know, is is king, and so the whole time he's kind of do, he's kind of. Uh, gloomy, doesn't it? Say he's kind of yeah. like at Summer Hall, just brooding. Yeah. Um, because of the the tourney at at, uh, at Ashford, yeah, um, and we know from the um, from a previous chapter that Makar had can, goes he mar- he marks the anniversary every year. Yes, of his brother of his brother yeah. uh, Baylor Breakspear's death, he he marks it every year. So, I yeah. suspect that we will that the reason this chapter is so short is because Gurr didn't want them to write very much about it because mm-hmm. you know we'll get more with. You know, there's there's supposed to be seven Duncan Egg books, I believe, is the yeah, idea. Yeah. And there's three right now. Um, but those are a lot shorter. So hopefully yeah. Gurr can actually get those out at some point. 
Yeah. I mean, Winds of Winter should come out first, uh, but <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, hopefully these these can come out as well at some point. Yeah. Another thing I wanted to mention about um, we talked about Bloodfire kind of calling forward, you know, that other claimant, Blood Raven. Yeah. What did I say? Bloodfire. Oh, sorry, Blood Raven. Yeah. Um, calling. Um, yeah, because I'm talking about Blackfire. That's yeah, there you go. Yeah, Blackfire. Uh, yeah. The, the other Blackfire uh, to the Great Council. Yeah, is uh, I think from Blood Raven's point of view, the reason he takes takes the head off of that guy. It kind of mentions it in the chapter. Um, is to set this. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like tone. Yeah, set the tone. I guess to 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 put down anybody else who might have wanted to support this guy. I mean, here's the thing. If he would have stayed over in Essos and we're not... I mean, you, as, as we were reading to, uh, this chapter, everybody that was put forward was really kind of questioned. No one had like right. a complete like, yeah, we're super happy with these choices. Um, if they wouldn't have taken care of uh, Aenys Blackfire, then he might have gotten... He gained support and then during Egg's reign, he might have taken him on. You yeah. know? And you know something else that's interesting is so this world of ice and fire chapter doesn't mention it but it is mentioned in i believe some chapters some john or sam chapters that involve maester aemon mm-hmm. and that he talks about well they wanted they wanted to choose me they, they he was did. He, he was another contender it's yep. not mentioned in this chapter yep. this world of ice and fire chapter so this is again it's written from certain perspectives maybe mm-hmm. the people just forgot maybe they said they didn't want to rehash the old material mm-hmm. but so that is something where you kind of got to look at the whole picture, the books, oh, yeah. all the books. Um, and Maester Raymond talks about it, and he basically says, "Like I didn't want, I didn't want to do it." He actually says, "No, he refuses." Yeah, he refuses. Um, he's, he's. It might, it might actually be when he's telling John that, like, all oh, who he is mm-hmm. is, I could, I could be, I could have been king, right? Because he's older, and you know, it just, I mean, he would have just had to. Because I guess the Maester vows aren't as yeah difficult to get out of, yeah. you know. Because even think about this, he would still have a claim to the iron. I mean, Robert takes it, so I'm still the big believer yeah. of Robert. But but technically speaking, mm-hmm. um, once Rhaegar died, and like once Rhaegar died, and um, Mad King is killed, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like there hasn't been an official ceremony. Like Robert is now king. Maester Aemon would be king for that like short window of time. Theoretically, mm-hmm. had he had he you know had he had he not been a maester and still just been alive, he could have he would the the line of succession would have immediately fell to him until his death. Yeah, well, uh, and he's also he's also at the Night's Watch, so that that removes him even, as well. Even before, yeah, right, right, because you still have Viserys, but even before or after Viserys, you know, um, the Mad Kings, right Viserys, yeah, yeah. So, but even let's, let's say he's too young, still could have been in another yeah. council situation where they could have said like. He's too young. I mean, let's say the rebellion's not going on, like gotcha, you said. Yeah. yeah, he definitely could have still been in the running. Yeah, gotcha, you know, because yeah. um, he yeah, been, he's still actually he still outlives Viserys. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, Even yeah. after Viserys, he <laughs> yeah. is still a uh, viable option there. So, which is just radical, absolutely yeah. radical. So the whole time he's kind of in play, but um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's it's a neat little. I mean, it's short, but it's it's uh, this is again another one of those plugs for a Night of the Seven Kingdoms. Mm-hmm. Got to check it out. It's there's a lot of cool stuff in there. So yeah, so yeah. All right. Anything else on him? Uh, nope. That's his his chapter is really short. So okay. next week is Egg on the Fifth, and there's uh there's a lot to cover just in the World of Ice and Fire chapter, and then also some stuff from the Duncan Egg series. Yeah. So that'll be that'll be a big a big one. Okay. All right. 
All right, let's dive into. Let me pull up the doc here. Let's get into the reread. Right? Yeah. So last week we were in Daenerys three, uh, where Daenerys had learned to embrace her life in Khal Drogo's Kalasar, and she had stood up to Viserys for the first time. And then she also um, she kind of learns uh, how to ride. Let's, uh, let's she does. Yeah. Let's just yeah. Well, we, we'll, she we'll, yeah. <laughs> she's coming into her own there. Yeah. Uh, as as Khaleesi and. Uh, in, in all aspects of that, yeah. You know, so, so. <laughs> all right. Well, this week we're in Bran four, but I'll go ahead and read where we were with Bran last time. That yep. was when Bran was in his coma. Yep, he was having dreams of falling in a crow, teaching him how to fly. Uh, then he uh, wakes to find himself crippled and decides to name his direwolf Summer. So this week we are in Bran four. Bran is roused from his depression when he is called to the Great Hall of Winterfell to receive Tyrion Lannister. Despite Rob's rudeness, Tyrion provides plans for a saddle that will allow Bran to ride a horse once more. All righty, yeah. So we've divided this chapter, I believe you have here, uh, yeah. into three three segments. Here we've got the first third, uh, Old Nan's Tales. Uh, the second one, Cripples, Bastards, and Broken Things, and then My Uncle Is Not Dead. Yeah, I like those. Nice. Hi, thanks, sir, Matt. Um, okay. Uh, do you have any big takeaways from from this week, or you want to just kind of go piece by piece, or um, any big uh, big takeaways? I would just th- this is where I would say the bi- the main theme of this chapter is um, Bran just realizing kind of the predicament he's in because the last time he was he was asleep, right, and he just kind of yep. wakes up. Oh yeah. That's so all now we, got. we actually get Bran kind of realizing, and I I'll actually say this is yeah, I right. actually almost argue the show does it better okay um i just really like i really like the the way the show does this stuff with bran because the, just the guy who plays him does a really good job he's a little kid you know at this point um showing just how like upset he is and like realizing what's going on and um really i really like bran like season one bran yeah and so and, and that's just what this chapter is, is he's realizing you know I'm never gonna ride a horse again. I'm never gonna. Yeah, reality sets in. Reality setting in. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's a big. That is definitely one of the major things that you know Gers trying to communicate or show us here with this character and in his in his development. Another thing that I thought was huge, and when we're going to talk about it, but it's just the um, old Dan's story. Oh yeah, that to me is one of the like when I was when I was listening to this again. Um, I was I was driving around somewhere and I had to like literally stop, pull over, and go back and listen again to. Um, the tale that she tells here. Mm-hmm. And I was just kind of like, uh, so we'll get into it, but it's it's yeah. definitely something we need to spend a little time yeah, on. Th- yeah, there's there's a lot of just little little pieces here. Just so, uh, from the first chapter, or first page here, uh, Bran watched from his window seat. Wherever the boy went, Grey Wind was the first. Let's talk about Rickon running in the yard. Um, lopping around uh, to cut him off until Rickon saw him, screamed in delight, and went pelting off in another direction. Shaggy Dog, Shaggy Dog ran at his heels, spinning and, sna- and snapping... If the other wolves came too close, his fur had darkened until he was all black. His eyes were green fire, which I just found that mm-hmm. uh, green fire um, significant. Yep, I don't know. Yep. Uh, Brand's summer came last. He was silver and smoke with eyes of yellow gold. That's all there was to see. Hmm. Smaller than Grey Wind and more rare, Brand thought uh, he was the smartest of the litter. Yeah, it, it is a g- interesting description, right? You know that uh, that summer is the one that's described as having the eyes that can uh, see all there is to see. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of uh, subtle, 
But yeah. you know, during a reread, you really appreciate that line, and you go, "Wow, okay, that yeah. actually makes a lot of sense." You know, in knowing who Bran is and what his role is going to be going forward. Yeah. Uh, so. Um, yeah, and then uh, so then th- that's ba- so then he he's getting this is then it, then it moves on to him getting uh, some tales from old Nan. Yeah, he's kind of contemplating just real quick, like the like. Coming out of his dream, it's the last thing that right. we heard. He's really kind of uh, he's thinking about disgruntled. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, his eyes stung. He wanted to be down there, laughing and running, angry at the thought. Brand knuckled away the tears before they could they could fall. His eighth name day had come and gone. He was almost a man grown now, too old to cry. It was just a lie, he said bitterly, remembering from the the crow from his dream. I can't fly. I can't even run. Now this I found interesting. Crows are all liars. Mm-hmm. Old Nan agreed from the chair where she sat doing her needlework. I know a story about a crow. I just found that crows are all liars. Oh, we've been saying it episode after episode. You know, crows are tricksy birds. Yeah. She's the one who says that actually in earlier chapters. Yeah. Or later chapters. I can't remember which one. But it's Old Nan who, you know, talks about that as well. well so. it, the first thing I thought of wasn't even like the three-eyed crow. Mm-hmm. When, I, when I heard that crows are all liars, I thought of the Night's Watch. Breaking their vows. No, 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 no. I just thought of, you know, like sometimes we've talked specifically about the the name, the Night's Watch. Yeah. Right? We've talked about what if it actually means something else? What if it's like to protect the, like, you know, uh, I, I'm not going to remember who suggested it. Yeah. Somebody had suggested a while back that what if um, the Night's Watch was actually meant to protect the others? That was like originally. Yeah. To, mm-hmm. yeah um, kind of a deal. And so I don't know. So I thought of the Night's Watch and like crows are all liars. And what if the actual true purpose of the night's watch is a lie yeah is built on a lie or something mm-hmm. so yeah. i don't know yeah i was I just really di- really digging going down a rabbit hole on that one so no that's it, yeah it's what we're supposed to do mm-hmm. um okay but then brand gets kind of upset i don't want to hear any more story stories and then it kind of starts to describe old nan yeah her um, toothless smile yeah she was a very Ugly old woman, Bran thought spitefully, shrunken and wrinkled, almost blind, too weak to climb stairs, with only a few wisps of white hair left to cover a mottled pink scalp. No one really knows how old she was, but his father said she'd been called Old Nan even from when he was a boy. She was the oldest person in Winterfell for certain, maybe the oldest person in the Seven Kingdoms. So for her to be... Maybe, right? You know, because remember on Fallout Friday, we were talking about the ghost of High Heart yeah. and being compared to even older than, yeah. you know, old Nan. Well, and Maester Eamon yeah. as well, Maester too, Eamon, is, yeah. is in there and possibly Melisandre, if, you know, when she, <laughs> yeah. when, she, when she comes over. Now, the big theory is that she is um, Lady Weber. Yeah. Of, uh, but I was doing the math on that and I was listening to Night of the Seven Kingdoms, this, the second one, Sworn Sword. And I believe Lady Weber is like 40 when Dunk meets her. Really? Yeah, she. I think she's a little bit older. Oh, I thought she was younger. I know she had a lot of husbands. She did. Um, Maybe I'm incorrect about that. But, but I, or at least that's what she was described as. And then once he meets her, he realizes it's different. Because I think once he meets her, he's shocked about how young she is. Okay. But I, I, I don't know. It was, yeah. He, um, yeah. When he, when he first sees her, she's surrounded by other women too, and their their descriptions are in there as, as well. That's right. But, Maybe. Maybe I was just. But yeah, she is often um, compared to. Lady Weber, so again, that's a connection back to uh, Night of the Seven Kingdoms. Right. Uh, so you guys should definitely check that out. Um, so I don't know if you've read this part here, but yeah, she's uh, she originally comes as, as a wet nurse, right, mm-hmm. for Brandon Stark, um, whose mother had died birthing him, 
and uh, we're we're not really sure which Brandon Stark that was, as, as Sir Matt had just said. So right. uh, she loses both of her sons uh, to the war when King Robert won the throne, and uh, her grandson was killed on the walls of Pike during Balon's uh, rebellion. Her daughter, her daughters had also uh, long ago married and moved away, but they also have died. Mm-hmm. And so, really, the only person she has left, um, you know, that she's related to is Hodor. Yeah, that we know. Yeah, specifically know of. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there's there's that, and uh, so they get in this conversation about stories, and you know, Bran, he's he's you know you can imagine he's upset, he's pissed about you know his um, his situation and things, yeah. and you know. Um, might have liked the stories before because he could, he could get up and go act out those stories in the yard. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? He heard he heard stories of knights, great knights, and stuff. Now that stuff just maybe makes him sad. Yeah, you know, I that's that's my own thought. You know, um, as to why he doesn't want to hear her stories. Um, yeah, I will I will say this real quick. Which you, you find? Yeah. So I have I, so she's twenty six during the events of Sworn Sword. Okay, twenty six. Um, but if she were alive, Lady, we're talking about Lady Weber. Lady Weber here. Yeah. If she were alive today. Or you know when during the, the year three hundred yeah three hundred she would be one hundred and fifteen, one hundred fifteen that's doable that's, that's old Dan doable. I think Mr. Amon's older yeah so so there you go there's a lot of uh, could be old Nan but it's kind of crazy to think that Lady Weber would give up her see we don't know what happens we don't know it just says that, that she just um, disappears right I mean I think yeah. she ends up you know marrying off some some Lannister she marries guy. a Lannister Gerald Lannister and then she kind of disappears yeah. Yeah, so maybe she runs away for love right. with Dunk when he after Summer Hall, all right. this stuff. Right. So, who that, knows? so anyway, who that knows? that is that I that is one of the biggest theories as to who Old Nan is. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. So, anyways, um, that's good stuff. Maybe we'll do some more stuff on Follow Up Friday with that because I think yeah. I think it's neat. We've 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 always said pay close attention to right. Old Nan when she's well, speaking. specifically because a lot of people think the the reason there's the the reasoning behind it, and we are talking about who Old Nan is here. So, you know, um, is that. Hodor is so tall. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then Hodor's could be the son of someone, right? So because uh-huh. she there is a part later in this thing where he he talks about like how how could Hodor be related to her when she's so small? Yes. Yep. And it's just kind of well, maybe he has Duncan the tall blood in him. Right. Yeah. yeah. So that would be yeah, like 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 her sons because it's her grandson, I think. Right. And. So yeah, what what her sons could have been? They're they're not really ever described, but they could have been also really tall, super tall. Yeah, yeah. And so there's that. How does this happen? You know. Yeah. So, yeah, super cool. Yeah. There's just yeah. There's a, there's a lot to it that that could that could make it make it happen. Yeah. Um, okay. So so old Dan's wanting to tell him a story, you know, and he's like, I don't care, you know, whose stories they are. I hate them all now. Right. He's he's upset, right. and uh, she said she knows a story about a boy who hated stories. Mm-hmm. You know, and she's uh, and I love this. You, this is a, that Lady Weber thing, the the click, click, click of the needles, right? Or mm-hmm. her, um, you know, as she's yeah. w- what is that knitting, right? Right. It's sort of like a, like a spider. Yeah. You know, make building a web type of thing. Yeah. So there's that whole connection back to maybe Lady Weber. Yeah. You know, so um, uh, okay. What else we got here? So. Um, yeah, she lost both her sons to the war when King Robert won the throne, and her grandson was killed on the walls of Pike during Balon Greyjoy's rebellion. Her daughters had long ago married and moved away. All that was left of her own blood was Hodor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then uh, she starts to tell him a story about. She says, "I know a, a story about a boy who hated stories." Click, click, click. Bran was ready to scream at her. Um, 
It would never have been the way it had been. He knew the crow had tricked him into flying, but when he woke up, uh, he was broken and the world had changed. And then, I believe, uh, this is where she, she goes, she talks to talk to, talk to him about uh, the story about uh, thousands of years ago. Yeah, so they, they eventually get, in, they get into that story because um, she starts to talk about the scary stories. I mean, he's thinking a little bit about how he's never going to ride again. He's still kind of feeling, you know, um, sorry for himself and things. You know, um, but, uh, you know, and really he's he's been abandoned. He's talking about where everybody's at, you know. Right. Um, his mother's away. You know, his father's away. His sisters are away. He's left with Rob and Rickon. Right. You know, and that's that's basically it. So, yeah. and Theon Greyjoy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, I could tell you the story about Brandon the Builder, old Nan said. That was always your favorite. Thousands and thousands of years ago, Brandon the Builder had raised Winterfell, and some said the Wall. Bran knew the story, but it had never been his favorite. Um, maybe one of the other Brandons had liked that story. Sometimes Nan would talk to him as if he were her Brandon, the baby he, uh, she had nursed all those years ago. And sometimes she confused him with his uncle Brandon, who was killed by the Mad King before Bran was even born. She had lived so long, Mother had told him once, that all the Brandon Starks had become one person in her head. Which, that is a that right there is what many people point to, the whole that and the, what we know from the show, possibly also from the books is that all the Brandons, there's this big theory, all the Brandons are one person, right? Or that Bran somehow, you know, jacks up time, and then it all gets kind of connected there. Um, anyway, right. So he goes on to say, that's not my favorite. My favorites are the scary ones. Um, and she, she says, she'll, she'll tell him a scary story. Oh, yeah. Oh, my the sweet scariest. summer child, you know, what do you know of fear? Mm-hmm. Yeah, fear is for the winter, my little lord, when the snows fall 100 feet deep and the ice wind comes howling out from the north. Fear is for the long night when the sun hides its face for years at a time and little children are born and live and die all in darkness. When the dire wolves grow gaunt and hungry and the white walkers move through the woods. You mean the others, Brandon said curiously. The others, old Nan agreed. And then she basically just goes on to tell him the story of the long night. Um, mm-hmm. Thousands of years ago. Right. Yeah. So now this is where, um, yeah, it, like as I said at the at the top of the reread portion, I think this is one of the most significant parts of, of of this of this chapter. So the bit that I wanted to read is actually really about how the long night comes to an end. Okay, you know. Um, so she goes on. She talks about how this is the, back before the days of the Andal. So if you think back to a world of ice and fire, we've talked about the Dawn Age and the First Men and the coming of the Andals and and things like that. So before the coming of the Andals, you know. So this is the Long Night, which is right in between and the Age you know, of Heroes. All of that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's what the prequel show is going to be about. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So so that, that's that's pretty neat. Um, Let's see though. Uh, yet here in the in the fastness of the woods, the children still lived in their in their wooded cities and hollow hills, and the faces of the trees kept watch. So as cold and death filled the earth, the last hero determined to seek out the children mm-hmm. in the hopes that their ancient magics could win back what the armies of the men had lost. And so this is where you get into that um, the last hero thing. Yeah, because because. The World of Ice and Fire mentions this too: is that there's a potential that there's different names. You have Azora High, the prince mm-hmm. who was promised, and this last hero. Yeah, and they all could be the same person. They could all be different. Different. People. Yep. Exactly. What if that's the three heads of the dragon? Yeah. You know what I mean? It, yeah. And and if 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 the three heads of the dragon actually has anything to do with it, right? That could be an. That could st- you and I were talking about this on Fallout Fridays. That could actually have something completely different. 
Sure. Oh, yeah, right. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Now, something that I wanted you guys to kind of focus in on here for maybe follow-up Friday or just get your guys' thoughts in the group on, um, he's described as, he's, he sets out into the Deadlands with a sword and a horse and a dog and a dozen companions. For years he searched until um, he despaired of ever finding the children. So he's, he's searching for years and years and years. He can't find them in their secret cities. One by one, his friends died and his horse and finally even his dog. So, I mean, this this is the, again, winter has come and it's the long night and he's right. desperately searching for an answer. Uh, his sword even freezes so hard that the blade snapped when he tried to use it. And the others smelled the hot blood on him and came silent on his trail, stalking him with packs of pale white spiders, uh, big as hounds. And then the story kind of gets cut off. Mm-hmm. Bang, the door, the, you know, the, the, the door opens. Yeah. So to me, I want to know, What's the end of that story, right? I mean, it's, it's intentional that it's cut off there. Does he ever find the children? You know, does he? Is this the same hero who actually ends up, you know, beating well, back the, the long night? And well, there is the, more evidence later on. Yeah, uh, yeah. But well, the children are mentioned again. Yeah. In this chapter, yes, they are. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll get we'll get we'll get to that. But I I found I found that interesting too. Um, it's just not something I thought of. But yeah, I mean, from what we know from the world of ice and fire and this. Is uh, man, we just need more old Nan tales. Well, so so think about this tale. I think pe- there are people have there's there are threads on on this. You know, he sets out with his twelve companions mm-hmm. and a dog. You know, and he's the got hound. His, the, yeah, exactly that kind of right. stuff. So people, like what are, we see, what we see in the in the show, which could right. happen in the books, where right. Jon Snow has to go north to get a white to bring back. He's got his companions with him. Could be similar. Possibly has his dog or his dire wolf. You know what I mean? So yeah. And this, yeah, is, this, too, yeah. is, this is a tale that's thousands and thousands of years old that's been passed down from, you know, um, orally been passed down. And so it's like if this is something where Gurr is trying to be um, have like a, a cycle or a wheel that turns and like these things will come again in a new age. You know, is there, um, you know, what would be the equivalent of this story? You know, who is right. the hero in our story? And does he have companions? Does he travel with a dog? You know what I mean? It's just kind right. of a. Something to think about, something to chew on, and and uh, and what have you. So, um, yeah, but Maester Lewin is the one who opens the door. Bran, we need you to come down. Um, and uh, long story short, it's Tyrion Lannister. Yeah, Rob. Yeah. He gets down there. Rob sitting in his dad's seat. Uh, Rob was seated in his father's high seat, wearing ringmail and boiled leather, and the stern face of Rob the Lord. Theon Greyjoy and Hallis Mullen stood behind him. A dozen guardsmen lined up. Lined the gray stone walls beneath two uh, tall, narrow windows. In the center of the room, the dwarf stood with his servants and four strangers in the black of the Night's Watch. Bran could sense the anger in the hall the moment that Hodor carried him through the doors. Mm-hmm. And then they go on to say, the Night's Watch uh, are welcome to stay. Tyrion Lannister, maybe not so much. Yeah, I think it's neat. I mean, they're, uh, obviously the relationship between uh, Winterfell and the Night's Watch, very evident here. Mm-hmm. He knows to just greet them immediately, give them... You know, quarter and let them, you know, a hot meal and all that good stuff. Hospitality, mm-hmm. um, you know, for sure. So very yeah. warm uh, greeting for them. Uh, the interesting part here, and you, you might be reading this in a second, but the fact that um, he has a sword open on his lap laid out is basically a, kind of a, a hostile sign. Yeah, even, even Bran knew what it meant to greet a guest with an unsheathed sword. Yeah. 
Um, Any man of the night's watch, the dwarf repeated, but not me. Do I take your meaning, boy? Rob stood and pointed at the little man with his sword. I am the lord here, while my mother is and father away, Lannister. I am not your boy. If you are a lord, you might learn a lord's courtesy, the little man replied, ignoring the sword point in his face. Your bastard brother has all your father's graces, it would seem. John, Bran grasped uh, out from Hodor's arms, and um, so then they get some news on John, and uh, he says, I think, uh, is it uh, Jorn who says, um, uh, Alistair Thorne's Bane? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah and they're, they're always excited to hear a little news from their from their brother uh, up there and things, and they don't realize the closeness between Tyrion. Right. Um, they're about to see, yeah, and they're about to see, you know, how cool and how... Tyrion doesn't really see things as like this house or that house. He understands all of that, but in, in every house there's good and bad, and in yeah. every house there's you know friends and foes. So um, he's just very intelligent in that in that regard. So you know, yeah, um, it's interesting to think um, because remember I was thinking about this and I was like, and I was like, oh yeah, because the last thing we so it's interesting how Gur kind of tells this because from Rob's perspective, he's a Lannister. And Rob was there when Catelyn said, I'm leaving. It's the Lannisters. We don't For trust sure. them. Yep, yep. But at this point, we know from Cat yep. that, oh, it's Tyrion's knife. Air quotes, Tyrion's yep. knife. Right? Yep. From Baelish, that's what Cat believes. True, true. So the next time we see Tyrion is actually he believes he's when he's getting captured Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, by Catelyn. Yeah. And so it's just interesting. And so... Yeah, you almost wonder. I, it doesn't say that there's any correspondence like that, that she wrote back or anything or filled in. I don't think right. she can trust a message you know, back to her son, so... Right. Um, so but if, had, she did, if Rob had known, do you think Rob would have just? I think Rob would have seized him right there. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's a <laughs> Rob, good thing like he didn't Rob, know. Yeah, it is a good thing he did. Yeah. Because it it could have been a, a a big deal. Who knows what he would have done? You know, the other thing that that kind of heals and, and helps here is that. Um, so they don't really know that Bran is awake. Sort mm-hmm. of. You know. No, I mean, they've yeah. gotten. They, did they get some news or did they not? I think they. I can't remember. Do, do, do but at this point do. Cat and uh, you know, I don't even know if we ever did. They send word that I don't they were know if we I think ever they did. I mean, I'm I'm sure they would. I'm sure so, I'm sure they would have to. Plus, Rob goes down to see. Well, Rob goes down to meet with Cat, right? You know, when Rob is there. So I'm yeah. sure at some point she knows. But I don't know. Yeah, it just dawned it, on if me if it that... ever if it is ever told to Eddard Stark that or Cat. I don't think it's ever in text that Albrand woke up. Huh. I can't, if the, if it is, guys, let us know. I mean, uh, in, in in the group there on Facebook. Uh, I mean, I'm sure they would. They would. I mean, uh, I'm Cat thinking, would definitely have to know. Yeah, I'm just trying to remember. Uh, Wouldn't Yorin also know because Yorin stops at Winterfell and then he goes down. Yeah, yeah. And he tells he tells Ned about. Sure. Yep. Yeah. Yep, yep, so he would yep. probably say, "Yeah, your other stuff." I'm sure it's in there somewhere. I just can't remember where it's at. But anyways, uh, yeah. The point is, is that I think, you know. Knowing that he is alive yeah. and that he that he did survive and is awake, even though he's a cripple, right. definitely kind of lessens the blow, right? You didn't like oh, for sure. It, yeah. You don't get to say like you killed my son. You you yeah. know you've crippled him, but you haven't you know. So there's that. Um, okay, so he kind of he kind of goes on. Uh, Tyrion goes on to kind of describe uh, a gift that he's brought. You know, he conveys a message on yeah uh, from from John and, and a saddle. Yeah, he could ride. And he wants to, he wants to help out. So. So yeah, he has a saddle, um, and, that, and, that, and that goes about the same way it does in the show. Yeah. Um, although the next chapter, spoilers, I guess, is that uh, Brand we see Brand riding, right? That's, yeah. That's, I don't think we do. We see Brand riding in the show. Yeah, yeah, we do. We do. Yeah, remember he gets he almost gets captured by uh, 
What's her name? Osha. Yeah, that does. That's like. That's it's it's season one. I don't Is remember it? where okay. it's at, but yeah, yeah, he's definitely riding around, and she they they cut his leg, and he's that's doesn't right. Feel it, you know, that's right. That it is it is in the show. Yeah, yeah. but um, it's kind of taken as like almost like a trick here. Rob doesn't know what to think right. of, of of Tyrion, and I love this. This is where you said like he has a soft spot for cripples, you know, bastards, and broken things. There it is. Yeah. So, um, and so he's he's basically saying it, the saddle is very similar to the one that he uses. Mm-hmm. You know, because you imagine being a dwarf. How is he supposed to control right. this horse? And so he's really giving these things some thought. Yeah, and and, and Maester Lewin, uh, he gives him the, he gives him the plans, and Maester Lewin's all about it. Oh yeah, this could work. This could yeah, work. Yeah, you're gonna have to get a smart horse. Teach it from the get go. That's not right. To, not to be raised Kay. like a normal horse. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which I'm sure is what they've done in the past with actual horses. I mean, yeah, I'm oh, sure yeah. you've had. There's just different who, ways to train them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I don't know much about horseback riding. They yeah, kinda, they kind of freak me out. <laughs> I don't like animals that are bigger than me, man. Yeah, Especially nah, draft nah. horses. Oh, huge. Huge. One kick from that, you are You're dead. dead. <laughs> You're mean, dead, you are man. man. I don't know. I they freak know. me out. Like, I know. They are they huge. Free, every, time I go to, every time I go to the fair, like, oh, let's go see. I'm like, oh, no, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I like dogs, you know? Right, right. Yeah. Cats. Cats, yeah. yeah. I don't even like fish. Hor- I've never been around you horses know? too much. I actually, I mean, I, I've ridden a horse. Have you ever rode, have you ever rode oh, a horse? Yeah, once. No, it was terrifying i've read them several times i actually used to ride for a little bit when i was younger yeah yeah so our neighbor had a horse and we. i mean they're cool yeah yeah yeah. horses are super cool and i know i know lots of people are all about it i'll tell you what when you feed them you make sure your fingers are like flat they'll chew your finger off they'll bite your finger i'm out yeah they're pretty nice aren't aren't horses pretty nice yeah they're pretty nice yeah for the most part i mean except for i've been over at rhode island where there's like wild horses though what yeah out on the islands man untamed just running wild I'm sure they have, they're, are there are there they, I guess I didn't know wild horses still like existed in some place. Yeah, they, they, actually they're very much protected over there too on the east coast because because of that. I mean, yeah. uh, I think are horses naturally from or yeah. they brought over? Uh, I mean, I don't know. It's in I guess that would be natural. natural yeah. yeah, I'd say the natural because yeah. Native Americans and stuff. Yeah, been here for a long time. I don't know. Just weird to think about, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> anyway. Sorry, guys. Sometimes we go down rabbit holes, but hey, you know. the 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 horse man. Yeah. You know, Gers is one of his. Uh, I don't know which horse he's talking about, but the horse that changes uh, its sex. It was a male horse, and then it was, uh, or maybe it changes colors. Oh, he just in his editing process. He's talking about like mistakes and stuff. Oh, it's yeah. neat to hear him kind of talk about the horse that either changes uh, uh, sex. I think. Yeah. So um, yeah, but Brand's like, you know, will I truly be able to ride with with this saddle? They're all still kind of in disbelief, right. and he says, "You will. I swear to you, boy. Uh, on a horseback, on a, on horseback, you will be as tall as any of them." Yeah. So, you know that's exciting. Yeah. Just to kind of you know, because right now he's dependent upon Hodor to move him around, and yeah. uh, uh, you know. And so. this part is not in the show, and I kind of wish it. I wish it were. Um, and so then this scene kind of ends with. Uh, the wolves, the dire wolves, com- yeah. dire wolves coming in, and they uh, basically just kind of like growl and walk closer and closer to Tyrion, and then yeah. they kind of get him to stop. Yeah, um, and it's just to kind of show. Just they do how bite him though, don't they? Yeah, well, I think they kind of rip his. Yeah, they, it, it's bit. just on his arm, you know. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but they definitely get a hold of him, right? Um, yeah, and they, they call their dogs off and, and basically their wolves off. Yeah, and uh, Tyrion is is he thanks Bran first of all for being the one. The rest, the other two, f- like Rob, Rob freezes. Kind of freaks out. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. know what to do. Yeah, 
Yeah. And so. uh, he, he's, they ask him if he's hurt, and he says, uh, you know, not very much, right. although my uh, britches seem a little damp. That's right. My dignity is uh, <laughs> hurt, hurt a little bit. But, yeah. uh, but it, it, it sets up, actually, and this comes up to play a lot later. Um, there's, uh, there's like a chapter where Maester Lewin is with Bran and Rickon, and they're like down in the crypts, and Rickon, or isn't it Shaggy Dog, almost like kills Maester Lewin on accident? Well, he, he kind of attacks, he kind jumps of attacks out. It. Yeah, he kind of jumps out. Yeah. yeah. And they just talk about how wild these wolves are, especially like especially, especially Shaggy, Shaggy Dog. Yeah. Because Rickon's a little kid, he doesn't know how to teach it to no. not attack. And I think they almost uh, hurt the Frey Boys when the Frey Boys are yeah. there. That's yeah. why they're put away in the gods' Yep. Room. Yep. Yep, so so they call him off, and, and after that, I think Rob feels feels very bad, and, and Tyrion says, I will now be leaving and take right, him off. Yeah. And uh, he tries to offer him some, you know, like, you know, well, before you go, he sheathes right. his sword, and he has a little yeah, conference you, with Mr. Yeah, yeah, if you want to stay, you can. He's like, oh, I think I'll just go find a brothel outside town. Yeah, spare me your false courtesies, boy. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, my fa- my favorite line from uh, Tyrion and Dance of Dragons, where he's asking everyone, at the, like those first couple chapters, he's asking everyone, he's like, where are the whores? Like where do the whores go? He's like as he's walking around asking where do the whores go? Yeah, (laughs) like no one seems to give him a a straight answer. Yeah, yeah. Um, And then so I think uh, does does Bran go back up and take a a nap first, or does he go right to the dinner um, where they have the Night's Watch? Let's see. Um, A moment. Yeah, he goes. He goes up to the bed. Um, Yeah, Summer takes him up there, and he and and Hodor. Right. uh, Old Nan's asleep. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, he does. He has a dream, and he's climbing again, um, higher and higher. He climbed, uh, and he paused to look down. His head swam dizzy. The earth was a thousand miles beneath him, and he could not fly. He could not fly. He waited there until his heart had stopped pounding, until he could breathe, and he began to climb again. There was no way to go but up. Far above him, outlined against a vast pale moon, he thought he could see the shapes of gargoyles. His arms were sore and aching, but he dared not rest. He forced himself to climb faster. The gargoyles watched him ascend. Their eyes glowed red as hot coals in a brazier. Perhaps once they had been lions, but now they were twisted and grotesque. Bran could hear them whispering to each other in soft stone voices, terrible to hear. He must not listen, he told himself. He must not hear. So long as he did not hear them, he was safe. When the gargoyles pulled themselves loose from the stone and patted down the side of the tower to where Bran clung, he knew it was not safe after all. I didn't hear. Um, He swept as they came closer. I didn't. I didn't. Mm -hmm. I think he's thinking about, like, I didn't hear Jamie. Don't hurt me. Right. Yeah. 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 Because I I didn't hear anything. Yeah. Right. Kind of coming back, it's it's interesting how in some of these dreams he goes back and forth between being able to climb and climbing being his focus and flying. Flying, yep. You know, um, so it's still that struggle of really which Blood path Raven do you take and and yeah. three crow. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that or just his his, his nature, right. his dire wolf having wolf dreams. Mm-hmm. You know, I actually think. That's a bit of his dilemma is that yeah. he's having uh, he's being sent or communicated to, you know with by well let's right. just say the three eyed crow yeah um, and uh, and then maybe that whole wolf dream nature you right. know and maybe that so. maybe that's somewhere where it goes uh, with Bran is that maybe the idea of the three eyed and this may be something as we always go back to the three eyed crow stuff yeah think about this for a second so here's a, here's an idea so maybe um, we talk and we see this in the show right in the show Blood Raven thread crow um it's not may not be blood raven in the show but regardless yeah thread raven um has says kind of like well you can like you can't actually do anything here and we've talked before but maybe bran can 
Because Bran, it seems like actually do anything like where you mean like, like in the like, cave, like you could say something to your dad, but you he would hear whispers. It, he wouldn't be able okay, to like so in reach the past. out to him. the past. Yeah, right? yeah, I got you. Okay, but Bran, as we see, can right because he influences yeah. Hodor. Yeah. Um, and we've kind of talked about this before. Is maybe that is the the difference with Bran is that Bran isn't just a green seer or like green things. Bran has like a lot of powers. Mm-hmm. kind of going into it yeah yeah in that he's he's got a dire wolf so he's like a warg and he has green dreams mm-hmm. like and you know he has the blood of the the first man being a stark as mm-hmm. opposed to say like blood raven who is you know of valyrian descent yeah so maybe like maybe total theory here like the three-eyed crow is like oh i'll get him and then maybe brand's actually even too powerful for the three-eyed crow so it's kind of like i don't know just a weird thought there yeah, no, I think it's a good, I think it's a good thought because what I was thinking is that the um, so that's one that you have what Sir Matt said there. I'm going to go a completely different way okay. uh, here, which is the idea that I sometimes think the dire wolf is in its nature, and you know it talks about the bond between uh, we. Uh, gosh, it was probably four or five, maybe six weeks ago. We were talking about the skin changers and warging right. and green seers and, and all that good stuff. And I have a doc I was going to pull up here, but I'll just try to do it from memory. Um, you know, the, the dire wolf, the relationship with the wolf there, it's like, it's like you're married to the right. wolf, you know, and you have a real strong relationship. And the, the closer he gets to the three-eyed crow, the further away his dire wolf goes. Right. And so it's super close to him now, stays by his side. But as he gets up there, it goes out further and further. It hunts, and he has those dreams, and sli- he can still slip into his dire wolf. But it, for some reason, is not you know with him in the cave, right? It's not there uh, next to him doing his thing. So there's that that proximity seems to be somewhat symbolic to me, you know, right. and that and that he, there's something going on there. You know, it's also the idea of. It did, they, like the dreams seem to be, they just seem to be conflicting, you mm-hmm. know. When he speaks with Ghost, or he first kind of shows up. This is much later on. We had, we had a raven about this, I think. Um, yeah, coming up this Friday. Yeah, we've got we've got we've got to research that a little bit more. But yeah. it's really interesting. Very interesting. I won't give any any of that away. But when he interacts with um, Ghost, Ghost is not uh, too happy. Like Ghost snarls and is not, um, I guess doesn't interact well it doesn't seem like it you know that he's very accepting of brand's invasion into his right. his dream and it's actually john in his in right. ghost you know is, is who brand is, is talking to but something about ghost and his nature doesn't trust what's happening right you know and so i don't know i think i think they're two separate things and it's sort of like brand might be there might be this war going on in, inside of him you know well so. I, I also feel like i do feel like there is a difference between john's wolf and the others. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because um, John's relationship with Ghost, and maybe it's just because we get more about it, um, just seems stronger and different than the others. Yeah. And we know Ghost is obviously different. He was, you know, the run to the litter. He's an albino, mm-hmm. right? So he is separate, just as John is kind of different from his, his Stark, you know, half-brothers, whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. Air quote there. But... Uh, right. So I don't know. So it's just... Interesting. Yeah, it is something to pay attention to as we, as we continue uh, throughout this uh, reread. You know, yeah. so 
We learn more every chapter, man. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah. So, all right. Then the chapter uh, that's kind of yeah it concludes with the yeah it kind of it, it goes back and it goes back and then they're talking about the Night's Watch are talking they're talking about uh, Benjamin Stark mm-hmm. uh, and they they say he went out ranging he's been lost and one of them says could he's be dead de- he's probably he's, dead yeah. he's probably dead I mean to be honest uh, my uncle's not dead Rob said loudly anger in his tones. He, um, do you hear me? My uncle is not dead. Uh, his voice rang against his own walls, and suddenly Bran was afraid. And I just thought there's a, there's one line here. Bran says, "The children will help him." He blurted, "The children of the forest." And then right. they go on to say, like, "The children are, you know, stories." And then it pretty much goes on to end with Rob taking him back up. Rob's kind of crying, and um, he talks about, we'll get you a horse, we'll go on an adventure. And that's kind of where it goes. But the idea, real quick, going back to the children will help him, Mm -hmm. could be foreshadowing to Cold Hands, if Cold Hands is Benjen. Right. The unfortunate thing, and I said it a couple weeks ago, is that Gurr said... Gur, you know, in the right. Sospe Gur said it's not. Yeah, but you know? it may not. It may no longer be. Maybe what yeah. he meant was, he's no longer Benjamin Stark. He is now Cold Hands. Right. I think. I think somebody asked him uh, directly though: Is Benjamin Stark Cold Hands? And I get what you're saying in that. No, he's. He's not. You know, he's. I mean, he said no. Right. That's the. We, I know. Yeah, we don't but he also said Rainey's Targaryen. You know, uh, died and truly did die, and I believe she could be. You know. Sorella Sand. Well, so, maybe you know. Rainey's Targaryen did die, and maybe she's living as a new as Sorella Sand. I know it's all in, yeah. and also he, he can lie to us if he wants to. It's his story, you know. He doesn't yeah. have to give us all give all the answers. I mean, it, the thing is, a lot of people, uh, so many online people are always like, "There's so many characters that are that there's so many secret identities yeah. in this in this book, right? In these in these series that because yeah. you know we for a long time and, until I had read uh, again. This was last this summer at some point where I read that. Gur had said Cold Hands is not uh, Benjen Stark. Up until that point, we had theorized like crazy about it. And the, well, the show, yeah, for the show, the, it's it is it is yeah same actor, you know. So yeah, um, but I think you know, um, and that just, could be something where they blend kind of two characters uh, together. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. But um, I don't know. It's just in, in the book, I, I can see, I can, I can see where like Leaf says, you know, he died. A long time ago, you know right. what I mean, and that well, how long is a long time ago, and 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 that he's that the that the others or that the you know the the whites had killed him a long time ago and stuff like that. And so, it, it kind of, who else could he be? Is my question. Who is right. Cold Hands? And so, Cold Hands could just be whoever. I actually kind of think in the book, Benjamin's still alive and he's coming yeah. back, like just himself, straight up himself, coming back because they allude to it in this chapter. Uh, Yorin kind of says. When Bran blurts out that the children uh, would help him, he's like, yeah, Maester Lewin says, no, Bran, no, a thousand gone, years ago, yeah. yeah. But he's like, you'd be surprised. You know, you don't you don't know. Right. He goes, you don't know what's up in the haunted forest. He goes, we've seen things up there and heard things that you wouldn't believe. You right. know? So he, he lets, he kind of validates Bran in a sense and says that, you know, basically this little lord could be right. You yeah. know? Because there's a lot going on up there. We know later on that it yeah. is basically true that they they are available up there but i don't know whether i trust the children or not still yeah you know so well you know after reading old dan's right you know tale today well maybe well think about this for so for the show we see cold hands slash benjen um he helps bran um and like mira and jojen there and then he helps them 
kind of again, and then when he helps John, right? Mm-hmm. And then when John is being attacked, so it could actually not be Cold Hands that does that. It could actually just be Benjen that does that. But they kind of blend them together because they didn't have the time to finish whatever this actual Cold Hands character will be. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Because we've seen them do that a lot in the show. You kind of merge two characters, and that was a clear thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because if it's not, if Benjen is not Cold Hands. And I, right. to me, if, if you said no, he's not, he's not Benjen. You're yeah. like, well, he is now this Cold Hands character. Yeah. Like Benjen, ha- Benjen Stark died a long time ago, and he's kind of how Bran says, "Well, I'm no, I'm not Bran. I'm the Thread Raven in mm-hmm. the show." Yeah. Um, maybe that's like the same thing. Gotcha. Yeah. Is what he is what he meant. Um, yeah. But because otherwise, you're gonna have to tell two stories, and you don't have time to do that in the show, and you know. That could also be another reason as to why Winds of Winter is taking so long because you have these <laughs> these characters that he's got. Well, I got to do this. I got to finish Sir this Benjen. I got to finish this Benjen thread, and I got to finish this Cold Hand thread. Have I uh, free free years? I know you. That's what you've been. And saying. I love that, like, because now, like that, that we're in this together. It's like I think for years I we'd be watching the show. I'm like, dude, there's just, there's there there is no way yeah. he can finish <laughs> this in like two books. I was in my head. I'm like. How's he gonna do this? He got so many characters and threads and yeah. stuff, but he you can see he can kill characters in one, you know, foul well, swoop. Well think about how many characters in the show died at the Sept of Alor. That's what I'm saying. If he the does entire, that, the entire Tyrells kind of and Kevin Lannister in the show who is alive right. in the book. Right. He's dead in the books. Um but he could take out the Tyrells done. Right. You know? But maybe there's other characters there as well, yeah, you know. Yeah. So Yeah. So anyways, um Okay, well that's basically the chapter though. You that's know. basically it, yeah. Uh Good, you know, Brand chapters. I like I said, I I read through um, Brand, his yeah. his point of view. You his know, and I'm, and I'm kind of uh, uh, working back through a couple other characters here. I've kind of yeah. bounced around a little bit. Oh, but, absolutely. Um, yeah. You know, it's sometimes I've been I, I lately I've just been kind of just picking a, a chapter at random mm-hmm. and just listening to the chapter. Yeah. And just kind of trying to absorb just that chapter. Yeah. Because um, yeah. we I read I read the main show chapter every week. I. You know, in, oh, yeah. in succession. And yeah. sometimes I'll even go back a couple chapters and then go forward a couple. Yeah. Just because I just leave it on. Oh, yeah. Um, and just that way I kind of get it in kind of context. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, during the week sometimes I just listen to – I just pick, like, a character and I'll listen to, like, a little bit of their thread or something just to try and hear parts, you know, and yeah. just listen to it differently. Yeah. You, you, I mean, it's, it's always worth a good refresher to go back and, and hear some of these things because, I mean – I think most of us have Game of Thrones down pretty well. It's, I, that's why I love Fall of Friday because we we dive into Dance of Dragons and Storm of Swords everything, and yeah. everything, and it's so um, challenging but great because we can yeah. jump right into to those things. So, and the thing I also love about Fall of Friday is then it causes me to go like last week. It was like a Ghost of High Art, just a character I haven't thought about mm-hmm. in a long time. Yeah. Just like oh yeah yeah I remember that yeah. Yeah. But now it's like wow now I need to go back and look at those theories that causes me to think about other things. Right. Like I'm working on a big. Big yeah. theory right now, and it has something to, something to do with Ghost of High Heart now because somebody mentioned it, caused me to think about things. Yep, it's yep. great. I think I'm going to post my Rainey's Targaryen uh, is Sorella Sand. Just, just why I I'd mentioned it in um, I, I read right, the yeah. whole thing actually, but I think I'm just going to go ahead and post the text in our Facebook group just to mm-hmm. kind of get some other conversations going in there. So uh, if you haven't joined the Facebook group yet, definitely need to check that out so we can get uh, your thoughts and theories on, you know, just various characters and stuff. Yeah, we've, so. had, a, we've had a handful of people join already, and uh, it's going to keep growing and more yeah. people posting. So Okay. Um, now, time to, I think we're done with the reread here. Let's jump into uh, Send a Raven. And uh, this week, um, we actually have one that we're going to 
dive on to a well, go down a little bit of a rabbit hole for, here for you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is Sir Sir Jared of House Gebhardt um, sent us uh, a message here, a Raven. Hello, sirs. I had a question. Uh, it has to do with Tywin Lannister, specifically from the book World of Ice and Fire. We know Tywin was a good friend was was good friends with the Mad King until they're falling out. We also know that from the from the book, uh, the only thing that seemingly makes Tywin happy is his wife, as the Maester said it. Uh, I even heard her make him laugh on three separate occasions. So, you know, um, obviously Tywin was, that was sort of the joy of his life, right? So my question, this is from uh, Sir, Sir Jared here, the question is, do you think Tywin had already made up his mind to turn on the Mad King when the king mocked Tywin's wife? So before the king mocks his wife, has he already <sighs> yeah. um, decided to turn on him um, or... You know, just waited for the right opportunity, or do you believe, like many, that he waited to see who was going to win the war before he picked sides? I think, given Tywin's lust for revenge uh, and very brutal revenge uh, at that, uh, that the slight the Mad King made would be enough to plant the seed of revenge that bared fruit at Robert's rebellion. All right, so, so Jared, Ooh. good to hear from you. Actually, yeah, good. that is that is that's that's very good. Um, I would say. You know, in the World of Ice and Fire, that uh, Ares, the second part, where it talks all about, yeah. it's really most, it's just all about Tywin Lannister. Yeah, it is. The head of the, he was there's the so there's so many things, and uh, it just kind of, it's like his paranoia starts growing and growing, even towards like Rhaegar and his son and his daughter, yeah. or excuse me, his wife, his Rhea- wife yeah. Rhaella. He's like, she's not giving me a a, a thing. I think that. Um, I don't know if it was that moment. I would say more so. The bigger thing was when he named he put Jamie in the King's Guard. Yeah, that's a big deal. That for sure was a problem. Yeah, and just so, for those of you who don't know, I mean, at one point um, they were like best friends. They are best friends. They grew up together, and he names him Hand of the King. And what starts to happen is, is people say, well, the true king, the true ruler of the Seven Kingdoms is Tywin. Right. Tywin's doing all this good stuff. He's banking some good money, making good decisions. He's the real ruler here. You know, um, basically, Ares is just king in, uh, in name, mm-hmm. you know. Once he heard that, he started to try to undo what some of Tywin right. was, all of, his, all of his good deeds. I mean, Tywin would lower taxes, and then the king would secretly raise them, but then he'd go into the city publicly and say, like, what's the problem? They'd be like, well... He would make it seem like Tywin had raised the taxes, right. even though he had just cut them. He was going behind his back and undoing right. things, and then coming in trying to be the hero. Oh, cool! I'll I'll, I'll right. redo what Tywin just did, but I'll do it, and you'll see that it was me and not him. Right. You know. So there's that division. And there's a part but, where Tywin tries to leave. Yeah. Says I want to retire, and he, right. Mad King won't let him. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So he's in a bit of a pickle, um, for sure. And then from from then on out, like I think just oh, kind of like a slow erosion over time. He starts to lose his mind, as you said, right. Sir Matt. He gets paranoid, and then, you know, uh, there's there's a lot of animosity between the two. Right. But I think the slight towards his wife and his son. Oh yeah, he is ready at that point, especially after think about that, because the slight had already happened to his wife, and then you send you you, you pick his son, you know, to be in the King's right. Guard, even though Jamie wanted to be in the King's Guard. You um, know, you know though. My thing about Tywin, and especially at the end, I don't. I do think maybe Tywin w- did still hold out because he thought maybe that they the the Targaryens would win. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually think that his plan would have been, let's say the Targaryens would look like they were going to win, and he did actually just go help fortify King's Landing or go show up at the Trident. Yeah. Um, I think that had the tide started looking like the Targaryens were going to win, he would have 
looked at the situation and because remember he tried to marry Cersei to Rhaegar. Yeah. And Cersei wanted to marry Rhaegar. Yes. Is that he would have looked at the situation and been well. Lyanna died in childbirth. Lyanna died in childbirth, yep. and he already didn't want to be married. He, you know, his marriage to uh, Elia Martell wasn't working, so yeah. you can still marry Cersei. Yep. Oh yeah. And then he would look like, and then he would look like, I just saved it. I just say, you know, I just saved you. Like now, you should let uh, Cersei marry Rhaegar. Yep. So it's it's a win win. That's probably what he would have done. I wouldn't even be surprised if he would have plotted with Rhaegar just to right. to say your father's you know mad and out of his mind. How, how can we? He's getting older. Right. Let's let's just because re- it was the turning at Hall. It was the turning but... at Hall where the Mad King shows up. Yeah, it was believed that Rhaegar was going to say, "All right, I want to like overthrow my dad." Or say, yeah, it's or time. we need to find a way to to remove him from or, power because power. he's doing things that are could possibly he could have blown up all of king's landing you know yeah. it's just like crazy the red keep and whatever you so yeah i don't know i think it's a good question um sir jared i just don't know do you think that Rhaegar knew that he his dad had planned on blowing up the city uh, i think that i don't i don't think so because i think if that were the case he would have uh i think sir arthur dane and those guys would have been more involved because yeah. those are his good friends. I think unless they told Jamie to keep an eye on him, and if he does decide to do this, kill him. Yeah, you know what I mean. That could have been an order from the prince, you know, or right. or the um, commander of, of of the king's guard. You know what I mean. So, yeah, I, th- I think if he knew that, well, if he might actually know that he's stockpiling that stuff, and that might have been something that I can't remember when he starts to stockpile it. Right. Uh, the the dragonfire. Yeah. yeah. Dragonfire. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I don't know. When he stockpiled it, and if that was before or after the tourney of Harrenhal, you know, um, feels like it was a lot. Like they had been working on it for a while, so he might have known before he went to the tourney at Harrenhal. You know what I mean? Rhaegar, I'm, I'm right? Yeah, Rhaegar. Yeah. So that might have been something that kind of tipped his, you know, um, the decision to plot against his father. Right. So because if mean, he did, and it's again, it's all rumor and speculation, but it seems likely. Right. I mean, because because the, my question is why. It, is Rhaegar, you know, the, the Lyanna thing. Mm-hmm. Why did Rhaegar take Lyanna when he did mm-hmm. without securing? Because if he, if he had if he had taken his dad down, then he's king. Then he can say, well, I don't want to be married to Elia Martell. And, you know, we, Targaryen kings, they can pretty much do whatever they want. He can say, I want to marry Lyanna Stark, and no one's going to challenge him because he's then king. I mean, yeah, Robert Baratheon would be ticked, but it's then a great it's great question. But then Robert Baratheon would just be like, like, what would? Then it's only House Baratheon that's ticked. You know what I mean? Like, right. And what if Lyanna comes out and says to her father, "Now here's the problem: is that like uh, the Mad King had already killed? Yeah, yeah. Had he already? Uh, yeah, yeah. But no, no. That he takes he takes Lyanna right, and they then go, they're killed. Yeah." So he could have. So what is Rhaegar? What's I don't, going I know, on, man? I know. That's Why doesn't thing. he wait until? I know. Until after the tourney, and then become king, like you said. That that marriage yeah. is already annulled. This is all kind of part of the big theory. I'm working. I'm working on a big theory okay. about Summer Hall, kind yeah. of Rhaegar, and the idea of fire and blood. Yeah, and um, it's all kind of kind of be there. There had to have been a sign for him that it was time to act, and to, maybe he had a timeline or something to meet, and so he had to get Lyanna. You know, I, I don't know, but it just there was a better way to go about that, wasn't there? Or is it because it because to me, here's a question for you, Sir Matt. Do, 
Is it just passion? Is it true passion? Does he see her and he just falls in love with her? Could be. Because if that's the case, then fine. That's how it all happened and whatnot. But if he's being this, uh, you know, if he's got this stuff planned out and mapped out, that seems like a bad decision. Right. You know what I mean? See, I think we're going to, I think we're going to be, we're going to, it's going to be told to us. Yeah. I think the show is definitely going to do a flashback, whether it's mm-hmm. a brand flashback or just a flashback. I actually hope, I mean, yeah, it'd be cool if it was a brand thing, just because that way you involve brand. Yeah. But I would actually, because we did get the Maggie the Frog Cersei thing that was just like a historic scene. Yeah. That's yeah. like the only kind of just, just historic kind of scene I, I can, I can remember. Yeah. Right. In, in the show. I hope, because um, we haven't gotten any of these, that we really get either a Rhaegar or Lyanna POV chapter. Yeah, it could be it could be the, a prologue, or I would almost love for it to be like second or third to last chapter. Yeah, you know, and like the final book or something. Where okay, that's how we just it's all revealed. Another thing I would like to see is there's just there's there's just there's so many Rhaegar questions. Sure, and here's who I think could answer those questions: um, Helen Reed. If yeah. he were at that tourney, like as as we know that he was, and he had the conversations he had with Liana, right? What if you know, his daughter has retold the story of the mm-hmm. Laughing Night. Um, but what if he himself were to have a, a point of view chapter or or have a speak back and think about right. him? He, maybe he overheard a conversation. He's in the tents. He's going to thank her, you know, because she had stood up for him and all this kind of stuff. He walks over to a tent. Next thing he knows, he hears Liana speaking with Rhaegar and overhears their plans. Well, I thought you that know? I thought that because um, it's believed Liana was the Laughing Night. And um, I thought it was the Laughing Knight competes in this tournament, and then the Mad King gets all nervous and has Rhaegar go chase that person down. The Laughing Knight? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if it was being a tent. I thought it was like out in the woods somewhere or something. Oh, I just mean even even like when they come back, like meeting oh, I gotcha. secret gotcha. after yeah, after yeah, yeah. he crowns her, yeah. the queen of, uh, of beauty. Yeah, and, and like perhaps there's a moment during the tourney where they're in tents somewhere secretly, and he's he's going to. Maybe he's even before she becomes the the if she becomes the right. the, the knight of the laughing tree, yeah, if he's yeah. going to seek her out, you know what I mean? Then maybe he uh, overheard them in some in some regard, you know? Yeah. Because obviously that's where their relationship starts. I mean, right? I mean, yeah. Or did it start before that? No, I don't think so. Okay, I don't know. Did he, I mean, that's kind of so. Then why pick her? You know? Yeah. Did he have a so? That's what I'm saying. Did it did start he, before? Did, did he need Stark blood? Did he need Stark the, blood? Um, exactly. Lots of questions. Sorry. That's wow. It's my favorite. The Rhaegar stuff. Rabbit is, holes are my favorite. Rabbit they're, holes. Yeah, they're, they are the best. They are the best. All right, let's let's move on. We'll leave that for you guys. Send us some Ravens for follow up Friday. Discussing we'll, the group. Yeah. That was a that was a preview maybe for uh, some of follow up Friday. We'll we'll dig into the book and pull some some text for you guys. Um, Lady Rena has sent us her story. Uh, good evening, Sir Ezra and Sir Matt. Uh, just wanted to drop my story real quick, uh, as it's not particularly long. Game of Thrones first premiered when I was a freshman in college, but I never had any way to watch it, so I never really knew what all the hype was about. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Unless you were illegally downloading it like us. All right. Yeah. Just kidding. We didn't do that. Um, oh, I definitely did. I came across uh, a used set of DV- of, uh, of season one DVDs a couple years later, sat down to watch, but it didn't really hook me, uh, so I didn't pursue the next season. I tried again maybe a year later when my roommate gave me her parents' HBO login info, uh, and this time I made it up to season two, episode two, and again gave up. Uh, at this point, I was content to just never watch it. 
But then, last summer, a friend at work convinced me to catch up before Season 7 aired. I was studying for a huge exam for my uh, doctoral program at the time, so I figured there was no better time to... <laughs> to take on the dense series like Game of Thrones, laugh out loud. Uh, I stumbled my way through season two and had a hard time remembering who all the characters were, but my friends insisted that I keep going. Good job, friends. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, the Battle of Blackwater is what finally hooked me. I binged the rest and finished catching up just a few days before season seven started. Uh, now, I'm pretty obsessed, and since we have so much time before Season 8, I decided to read the books, which is taking forever. I yeah. started reading um, I started reading when Second Breakfast became Bend the Knee, and I'm just now on A Storm of Swords. Hopefully, I can finish them all before Winds of Winter comes out. Anyways, you guys are awesome, and I love the podcast. Uh, you've played a big part in my total immersion into the fandom, and for that, I thank you, Lady Renna. Well, first of all, thank you. Yes. And uh, second of all, I think you have uh, plenty of time to uh, get those books read before <laughs> yeah. Winds of Winter comes yeah. out. Especially if you're on A Storm of Swords. I mean, honestly, you're... You're almost you're, done. Storm of Swords, I think, is the best great. book. And I, I, I like it a lot, it's actually. The I think it's the best so book. So keep plowing through it. There's a lot of good it's stuff my, there. It's, it's my favorite. I just I think it's the yeah. best. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, awesome. Thank you. Yeah, that, I mean... My, my sister actually was kind of the same way, and like when when you first start, it's like, who are all these people? Right. And you need your friends just to say, keep pushing forward. Even, right. even when you first start reading, you're like, what? Right. For the longest time, I mean, uh, Jorah and Jorah Mormont. I oh, I didn't know. It, didn't it know. took me. It took me like to season three like, to wait figure, a second to figure. I was like, wait, hold on a second. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it's so funny when it happens too, because you're like, uh, they're related. Like oh, what? Yeah, Mormont. Uh, oh, is that, is that yeah? Is that, is that the same you know uh, name? Yeah. So. Uh, that's re that's really cool. Glad glad to hear that. Uh, honestly, guys, we're loving the origin stories. So so keep sending those uh, th th those in. We read those during the main show, uh, at least one or two, you know, an episode. So we've got backlog of quite yeah. a few. So I would I would love to get. I, I don't know if anybody if we have any listeners that have done this, but I would love to get someone's perspective of like someone who like read the first book when it came out. Like you know what I mean? Just like it had to wait. Well, I mean, so like I mean like. None of the other books were out. I mean, just A Game of Thrones had come out. Oh, my gosh. And you picked it up and you read it. And then the second book came out. I'd love to like, hear that, too. Oh, yeah. I, I really would. Because, yeah, most everyone's perspectives we get, and they're obviously all, I love them all, yeah. but it just seems like a lot of the people who listen and stuff like that, is, it, we're all in the same boat. Is we started with the show, then, then dove, yeah, and, and dove in the books. Yeah, so for sure, I, I would love to, to hear somebody who had to wait to figure out, you know, had to wait all the, those the years. the first three books came out pretty yeah, within reasonable within, time, and then it was a feast for crows. It took a while, and then yeah. the dragons took a while. And now, right, right, winter. yeah, they just kind of keep getting longer and longer. So, so yeah, but I would love to be some someone who like picked up in the nineties Game of Thrones and just read it and was like, yeah, I think when I first started reading Game of Thrones or Dance of Dragons, had literally just hit the shelf. Yeah. I'm pretty sure, and you know, because I was I was trying to well, yeah, because it came out with around the first season of uh, yeah. yeah, so. Anyways, yeah, be neat. If you guys, if that is you and you're listening, uh, send us an email at uh, send us a raven at btkcast at uh, gmail dot com. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, this weekend, man the wall. Uh, we have a knighting ceremony, and then we've got a couple quick announcements here for our Patreon series. Uh, so here we go. Um, Stephanie, we just read your raven, your origin mm -hmm. story. So, in the name of the warrior, I charge you to be brave. In the name of the father, I charge you to be just. In the name of the mother, I charge you to defend the young and innocent. In the name of the maid, I charge you to protect all women. In the name of the smith, I charge you to mend the broken. In the name of the crown, I charge you to seek wisdom. 
In the name of the stranger, I charge you to face death with sword in hand. Rise, Lady Renna. Yeah. Oh, gosh. You know, I want more of the... It's, 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 the re- Every time I do one of these knighting ceremonies, I think about Dunk. I know. <laughs> I, just, I, know. I think about be- being a hedge knight, you know, and... Now that I've moved, I'm kind of out in the country now, too, so I have a longer drive into work. I've been listening more, uh, l- listening to the books more. And sometimes you set off early and the fog's out, you know? It's, it's just sort of like, uh, yeah. I, and I'm out in the country. We've got fields, open fields and hills and some, some trees and forests and things. I just think of myself and Sir Matt yeah. just taking off you know, know. through the countryside, just, just on a, a couple of hedge nights. On an adventure. Yeah. Just ready to pledge our, our swords. You know, yeah, you know? there and back again. I mean, there and back. Yeah, again. you know, right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, uh, guys, hit us up at uh, patreon.com forward slash bend the knee. Um, we've got exclusive podcasts there. We've got some extras for you. Um, we've got some t shirts at the $10 tier. We're working on a new t shirt, actually, mm-hmm. um, that we'd like to get out to everybody soon. So, and, uh, we're two patrons away from a goal. Yeah, we're two patrons away from a goal, so we're looking we're looking forward to hit hitting that goal. Yeah, and then we have um, the drinking game. Yeah, the the drinking game. Yeah, yeah. So that <laughs> will be fun. You won't want to. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna make one, possibly play one. Uh, I think we'll play one for research, and then we'll try to make one. Yeah. Um, I've I've even thought uh, it'd be kind of funny to. If you have ideas on how to make one of those, hit us up for yeah. sure. Because we, I have a couple myself, but it'd be yeah. Neat we to hear we thought break. of one a while ago that would be like so bad. It would be like oh. let's get let's get there's you know. Let's get one type of alcohol per hat, like great house. Yeah. And so we were like, oh, okay, we'll get like I don't know, like fire, you know, like fire whiskey or something for. Oh, well, and we, then like ice, like there's like smearing off ice, you yeah, know, like something like that, like <laughs> yeah, for for, the, for uh, South Stark, right? And then we're yeah. like, okay, well, let's find one that has like you know a like sun a rose. on it. Or Dornish wine. We'll get some wine. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Rose. Or, yes. So we walked in. And we found it, something had a stag on it. Was it Jaeger? Is it Jaeger? Something had a stag. Is it Jaeger that has? I don't. I don't really drink. Yeah. I, I'm not a huge. I'm more. It's, it's, I, I'm not either. Really. So but, uh, yeah. So so I don't beers maybe and stuff. So I don't know. I don't know like the labels of alcohols and stuff. So like that. So we actually walked into a liquor store at one point and we, we did. Yeah. We started looking at the label at the all the lo- labels and stuff. Logos. We're like, well, we need something that's a dragon, something that's a wolf, something that's a lion. We found most of them. Didn't we did actually. We yeah, actually we, found the kraken. <laughs> well, yeah, there's the kraken. Yeah, that was why I was thinking of there's yeah. the kraken. There's the kraken. I think it's a rum. Yeah. 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 So I don't know. We. That game, though, I mean, oh, we you'd can be, make we'd that. Be, we'd be dead. We'd I mean, <laughs> be dead. Because <laughs> that's just like that's like, that's like several types. It just of depends alcohol. on how you play it, though. You there's like the wine before liquor. What if you drink? What if, what if you have to do something with Dorn first, and then you have to drink wine? Ah, uh, yeah, you're done. There's like a Game of Thrones Quit Monopoly. Game. We move. We get like Game of Thrones Monopoly, and then we take shots based upon like what. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so if you have fun ideas for that, please we'll let have to us film know. it and yeah, yeah, YouTube it. it we'll, YouTube we'll go channel. nuts. Yeah. We, we would go nuts with it. So or um, put it on our Patreon. It'd be our Patreon. Yeah. 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 So, anyways, um, uh, yeah. Anything else there for Man the Wall? I think. Uh, no, I think I think that's... Oh, we, uh, we want you to join our Facebook page, uh, facebook.com forward slash Bend the Knee uh, podcast. If you're confused about where the group is, some people have had some questions about yeah. that. It is uh, kind of difficult. Go to the main fa- uh, main Facebook page, mm-hmm. and on the left hand side, uh, if you go down to, um, I think it just says Group. groups. Mm-hmm. So you can click groups there, and then you'll see we've created a group. Right. Uh, once you join the group, it'll pop up right away. You can just type in right. "bend the knee" uh, well, group, and, and it I also right I also realized because I'm in a couple other podcast groups, and I realized that you can pin it 
to yes. your like your bar, so it's right there. So yeah. you see it every time. Yeah, you can you can jump in it pretty quick and things. So and I'm um, and I'm pretty I've been pretty quick about adding uh, adding people to the group. Yeah, as soon as yeah. I see them. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so we—I mean, honestly, guys, it's a lot of fun, and it's a way to kind of broaden the community. So if you're a uh-huh. new listener, uh, you just want to hop in there. If you've been listening for a while, it's time to hop in. We need yeah, you in there. We need memes, your thoughts, whatever. Yeah, yeah, theories. funny memes, anything you want. I mean, just you know, kind of—it uh, it helps make the show better. I mean, it helps yeah. us uh, with content. It helps us, you know, kind of uh, understand what your you know questions. If you if yeah. you something I, about the series you didn't know yeah. and you want to know, because I, I go on a lot of forums. Um, but I'm, you know, I, I'm always on Facebook, so yeah, I yeah, see yeah. stuff on Facebook much quicker than I see something on Reddit or right, you know forums right. or something like that. Yeah, so yeah, so and it's it's a nice way for our own personal, you know, like this this uh, book club that we're kind of building Absolutely. here. Um, that's where our community will be housed, really. You know, it's where right. you guys can interact with each other. Um, you can interact with us. We're pretty active on there, and so we're gonna start dropping some of our own theories in and out there just to get your. You know, and, and a lot of that stuff will go into Fallout Friday. So we have oh, yeah. Ravens, but then we're gonna we're gonna pull in, you know, from other corners of the realm. Um, we're gonna pull in some different uh, comments and things. Right. So. And when we and when we see a lot of people talking about the same thing, oh, that lets us know. It's another way. It's another way that's um, not Patreon actually for people to influence the show. If we see a lot of people talking yeah. about it, then okay, then we'll probably you know talk, take note take note of that and talk about it. Yeah. So. Absolutely. So. All right, guys, I think that's it for this week. Uh, we appreciate you, you know, tuning in. And, uh, you know, again, send those Ravens to uh, btkcast at gmail.com. And I think it's time to say farewell. It is. We want to thank you for playing the Game of Thrones. In our next episode, we will be discussing Chapter 25, Eddard 5. And uh, I haven't done it in a while, but we want to thank Maluka for providing our outro. It's beautiful. We love her for it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it's just fantastic. Yeah. So. Um, all right. Uh, if you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, uh, leave a comment, or send us a raven at btkcast at gmail.com. We will see you in a week, and remember that winter is coming.
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.